0: Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for soul growth. Come journey with us through astrology's energetic cycles and get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars.
1: Hello. Everybody, this is Sue Minahan, Talk Cosmos, the first panel of the new year. And we're celebrating with our wonderful new moon panel, Archetypal Symbols, which I'm so thrilled to begin with. The energy is fantastic. And our mantra for this Capricorn new moon is going to be creative growth. You know, the last one in Sagittarius was mobilized for the new year. Well, we have been. We've been going through a whole lot. Mercury is stationed. Direct is forward-looking. Behind has its viewpoint, yes, but that's not our concern. We have one planet left, and that's Uranus on the 26th. I believe it's going to go direct. and But that's after Pluto goes into Aquarius for most of the year, toggling on that cusp that we've been all negotiating I know this is a lot of information, but that's exactly what's going to be for this entire new year because the, the world is going from the ground into space of thought and communication. So how are we going to work with that? But it will help. We are creative growth and we have everything with this Capricorn noon moon that loves grounding our ideas. Step by step of us climbing from the watery world's that Saturn is working with, because Saturn's in Pisces, we want to remember the whole cosmos, to get to that mountaintop of that lofty goal that we can look and see and mobilize, using those dreams that we're feeling about. Well, this is a little longer and inspired, because, hey, let's get inspired. (laughs) I don't know about all of you, but I could use a good dose of seeing some clarity. And that's what, archetypal symbols does. We do symbolic metaphors through many different categories to really get an idea because Capricorn represents mastery. That's part of this goal. What vision do we have that sees the whole possibilities using self-control, management, structured order? It's really a beautiful antidote. Okay, that's enough because we need our panel and we are now ready for our- archetypal symbols
0: Synthesizing the new moon consciousness
2: through archetypal sabian symbols, numerology, lunar mansions, tarot and astrology, all together illuminating a new moon vision story. This is your archetypal symbols panel.
1: I am Sue Rose Minahan, collaborating with guests weekly since 2018. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, consultant workshop facilitator and lecture speaker. I'm a Dwarf Planet University graduate, charter member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club. I have an AA degree and a fine arts music degree in jazz. I'm a certified color energy life coach, a writer, artist, musician, and ardent pathologist, a student of esoteric philosophies and life.
3: I'm Elizabeth Liz Michette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward.
2: And I'm Justin Z an archetypal Jyotish astrologer, yoga and meditation teacher, and author. I combine both Western Ancient Astrology and Modern Psychological Astrology with Eastern Vedic Astrology, and I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology.
1: Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today today is a gift. gift. And that's that's why why it's called the present. Present. Aha! There we are. Hello, Justin. Hello, Liz. Hey, both of you. I'm so yeah, so grateful. And I want to preface just immediately because, and I want to say two things. Of course, Gemini. Here I go. But one is thank you, Liz and Justin. Both teammates here. And I call us teammates. In fact, that's going to be part of my new agenda. Teammates, not just members. Teammates. I like that. Really provide strong data to make, to compile this whole program that we have. Which brings me to the second subject. Yes, Mercury is going forward, but the moon has taken center stage because it's out of balance. And it I think with our studies that I've been taking along with Liz from Karen Wenderland, who's for those folks in the Northwest, know that the moon has a period of a cycle where 10 years at a time, it likes to either be out of bounds or it doesn't. Well, we're in this cycle for probably the next eight years where it's going to jump out of bounds. And when it comes to emotion and past, everything that the moon represents that can put us in a tailspin. So I kind of look at it like, well, I guess we're chartering some emotional waters here. At any rate, that's all I wanted to say.
2: <laughs> and I just want to say one quick thing for our audience today. Today is Liz Michette's
1: birthday. Ooh, happy happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday woo, <laughs> to you. There <laughs> and that's from Nathan, our yeah. wonderful soundboard champion chariot. Person who carries us forth.
3: Thank well, you. Thank you, and happy new year to everybody. And um, this new moon is a great time to work on your resolutions and wishes and desires. Yeah.
0: And
1: that is exactly where we'll begin. If we could have our slides come up, and, and just to mention everybody, remember, oh, I didn't make those black, I thought I did. Rats. Well, at any rate, Liz Machette is a lightpass.com and Justin Crockett Elsie is his name.com. And of course, you can find me at Talk Cosmos. Well, what is archetypal symbols panel? We synthesize and we illuminate the new moon consciousness and we use various metaphysical symbols in their systems, its metaphors. And the purpose is exactly going back to what Justin indicated, that we want to envision the intention, refocus the new moon into a visionary story. We have this opportunity every month. Today is the 7th, and our new moon will be on the 11th. And this picture is Helios, the sun god. It's personified. It's from the Britain. It's going to be with us. Carries the sun across the sky. And Justin was researching because I will add now that he's with East-West Books. Again, for those Northwest people, North the East-West Books now has a brick-and-mortar store in Edmonton, so check it out. And he and Denny Luna and Neil are part of an intuitive new moon. So you can get this new moon energy from various focuses, and it's called the wolf moon. So Uh there'll be two of them this year, actually. It's going to begin the year and end the year. Liz, do you have a comment? You brought this no. up.
3: Yeah, it's okay. just that we're starting the year with a Capricorn new moon and ending. So how appropriate.
1: Yes, indeed. We get to bottle all this moon energy into a container. I think Cancer likes a container. And of course, Capricorn enjoys putting out a container. So there we have a little happiness. <laughs> <laughs> despite everything. So what does it represent, this renewal? Happens to be 20 degrees and 44 minutes in Capricorn. It's happening on the 11th of January. And for the East Coast time, you can figure it out to be exact. It's at 6 a.m., that's 57 minutes and 12 seconds. And all of these wonderful attributes, it's mastery, accountable, responsible, Ambitious, disciplined, it's traditional, it's grounded, it's practical, if I didn't say that. Justin, do you have something that you No, no. Okay, so it's cardinal, meaning we think of things as solid without moving, and it's a big misnomer. It's a cardinal sign. It wants to move, it wants, think of it like sailing. I think Saturn in Pisces is so appropriate because if you're on a ship, you use the winds. And what you're constantly doing is navigating and augmenting those winds to keep sailing. It's only when you don't have a wind that you're stationary, which is not a happily happy situation for sailors. So rather than stick to a judgment as the end of all ends, just use it to gauge and go forward with. It, it wants motion. Numerology, please, Liz.
3: So for the year 2024, it equals an eight. Eight corresponds to the planet Saturn. An eight on its side is the infinity symbol. It represents power, success, reward, and balance of material and spiritual.
1: Very powerful. I just love the number eight in many, many ways. I love all the numbers. It's hard to know, like, what's your favorite? But When you think of balance of material and spiritual that just corresponds so much for me for Gemini because of the twins where one is mortal and one is immortal just again and again in mythology. Justin, do you have a comment? Yeah,
2: and if I might say, so when we're looking at the nine numbers, the eight is the second to last number, right, before we come into a nine year. And eight year is about manifestation. Eight is the number of money in Chinese astrology. So hence why on here we have it, towards success, reward. Um, This is a year to manifest, things and if you're in a personal year of eight and your numerology that's a year to manifest and and manifest in what you're you know been working on for the past seven years
1: oh i love this i am an eight i mean you have many many numbers but generally i am an eight number and that's whole goal this year is to get talk cosmos to a growth factor to benefit all the parts that it encompasses so there's my new year's resolution thank you justin well, we have a little more, that's the year. And now we have the new moon, which is 20 degrees. So that's two and zero, you add it together. So actually we have a two and we have a zero. Zero is like infinity, all embracing, but two is polarity itself and other is the balance, which is, unless you're a teeter totter, it's not exactly always level. It kind of goes back and forth, but yin and yang, there's different ways of interpreting whether it's male and female, but it's a partnership. Is that relationship? Yes. Any more comments? No. Go to the next one, please. All right. So we have always the tarot and the major arcana is the number fifteen, which is the devil. Did I put that down? Why doesn't it say that?
3: Isn't it's not it showing that. Color. And spelled no, backwards is ahead. lived. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love this. It's like the light is shining on it so bright. Well, boo. Anyway, there you can see the graphic. And this is just one symbol. Go ahead.
3: The devil card corresponds to the sign of Capricorn. Um, and we have responsibility of and what we dedicate ourselves. And it can be also what we tie ourselves down to and we can take on too much. Justin, you wanna it's, finish? It's so true. Yeah. It's, I might yeah.
2: So if we're looking at, you know, if you're getting a tarot reading, you might think about this. This is about responsibility, as Liz was saying. And then also how we heal with this card is releasing limiting beliefs, letting go of attachments, and really looking at, you know, that shadow self.
1: You to liberate yourselves from those chains, imposed or not imposed, as we had said, because it's so capable to administrate and has such a sense of responsibility, it's so easy to go overboard and and others see that and make demands on you. It's just incredible. I've heard this from really a number of astounding Capricorn persons that say that one of the things is they have to say no and let others take their own accountability. You know, even Ho'opono Opono says that's really the And which is a Hawaiian mantra of healing says that our ultimate healing is taking personal accountability for everything, which I believe a thousand percent. It's a and to remember that every archetype has duality. So when it says the devil, remember that there's so much consciousness in our society these days about what that connotes through the Christian ideas that have really Mistaken the element of this very forceful um, goat energy of of nature embodying the necessities. Okay, am I speaking too much or shall we continue? Yeah,
2: we're running a little bit behind you. We need to (laughs) go a little
1: faster. Well, you've added the minor acana just to say to people that there's three, the pentacles, two, three, and four represent this energy in Capricorn. So as you can see, for those that are reading it, but for our uh, podcast, they don't. But this is the archetype of Capricorn, the earth material world. So two is the Lord of Balance with Jupiter, three is the Pentacles, Mars, the action of material works. And four of Pentacles is the sun, which is the Lord of material power, how we grow our abundance, release those limitations that we've perhaps imposed And it goes back to the golden dawn, which happens to be happening at the last turn of the century, the nineteenth going into the twentieth. So here we have the chakras, small constellation of stars, the moon as it orbits through, and it means through you know orbiting through the uh, orbiting Earth and their lunar mansions, known in English. So I'll always let you both comment, but Justin.
2: Yeah, so I, I feel like I need to explain this because we don't usually put what the moon is in sign and degrees in the sidereal world. But so I we did this time. but So I need to explain this a little bit. In the tropical system, the moon is in Capricorn at 20.44 degrees. And in the sidereal calculation system in Eastern or Jodish Vedic astrology, it's in Sagittarius at 26.33 degrees. However, that doesn't mean there's any dichotomy or um, um, opposition here. Actually, this degree in, in Sagittarius in the sidereal or eastern system is, is the same or similar energy as the Capricorn moon in the tropical system. So they're both correct. And in this particular situation, the moon is in a constellation in the sky, or what we call a con- chakra. It's called Purva Ashada, and the section or degree, the section of the degrees it's in is in pot of four. And the the energy of this constellation really kind of again speaks to that Capricornian energy. There's semblance with this degree in Sagittarius, similar to the one in Capricorn, which is about strength and connection. And that's you know we think about Capricorn as the material world and strength and power, and it's the invisible one and because venus is the ruling planet of this constellation or nishaktra uh, venus stands out and we talk about the beauty and so the key theme here is beauty and philosophical beliefs and interaction and one's relationships and we've already seen a little bit in the numerology with relationships the ruling deity is a which is the god of water the symbol is an elephant tusk and As above is strength, and as below is connection. And so we're going to see this play out today when we look at the uh, saving symbols. We're going to see these key themes come out in the saving symbols. All about strength, connection, and relationships.
1: Thank you, Justin. This is very. It it always is a very powerful backdrop, support system throughout it. And I think we have been doing degrees, if I might say, but however, this is one of the first times where it switched signs, and so that might be part of it. Because yeah, I degrees. tend not to
2: put the degrees so it's not confusing to others that they don't get well, the eastern and sidereal and the tropical. I
1: know, but it it it. I love the fact that it augments. If I might just share the beauty and philosophical beliefs. Sagittarius is all about belief systems, yep. and yet, and I think too part of this process is. The whole business, whether we look at Pisces with and both rather than either or, we've been working with such choice systems where one wins and one loses, and we're going into a whole energy system more increasingly where it's inclusive. You know, whether it's Aquarius, however we want to look at it. So I really appreciate you doing this and and bridging. It's a bridge. That's what we're looking for. So I. I wrote down these notes so that I know you guys will follow onward. Thank you. Sabian symbols. This is very valuable. They were from 1925. And they represent a spiritual essence for each and every one. We use three. The the actual degree is the present degree, but then we have the one prior and the one ahead. So it has a storyline. And when we start talking, you'll see that we're going to begin with a chart ascendant, which happens to always be on the East Coast as it represents nation here. Although we are international, it's been a choice that we're working on so far. And then we go to the MC, which is the midheaven, and then we do the new. So here we are. For the ascendant for the east coast, and this at the time is 6.57 a.m., it's at 11 degrees and 40, 11 degrees 47 Capricorn. So the chart ruler, a new moon, is going to be ruled by Saturn, and the Sabians will be one
3: prior 10 degrees, 11, and 12. Degrees. I mean, Capricorn. Here we and go. And again, that new moon happens on January 11th. Ah, important. All day
1: long, no matter where you are. As do I know even in
3: Australia. So to 10, begin with, the Capricorn 10, an albatross feeding from the hand of a sailor. The keynote is the overcoming of fear and its rewards, and the key word is trust.
1: And 11, which is the actual degree, is a large group of pheasant on a private estate. So the keynote here is the refinement. Propagation of aristocratic values which man, humans, participate, evolving life toward a perfect form of existence. So it's aristocratic lifestyle. Justin?
2: Yeah, Capricorn twelve, an illustrated lecture on natural science, reveals the little known aspects of life. And the keynote here is the ability to explore unfamiliar realms and discover the laws underlying the complex process of nature. And here we have exploitation.
1: So let's review this a little bit. Let's not just jump ahead. Let's look at this. Like what's the storyline for folks? How could we perceive it? To me, looking at this is we're coming in from a process where it's been working with nature. So, you know, we, we have a trusting situation. And then as things work on, This whole give and take process, we begin to get more haves and have nots. So it's a little bit of the aristocrats. And then where we're heading towards is like an unknown factor. Amazingly, this is like natural science is evolving into telling us more about things. And it's more complicated. So this exploitation, I think I need a little bit of... uh, Elaboration from both of you.
0: Well, and
3: I, overall, I would say, learn to trust, see the beauty, and be comfortable exploring to see what's out there. Sounds good.
2: And I, you know, we got to remember this is about Capricorn, where we're talking about the material. It's an Earth sign, and it's about resources and and you know how we looked earlier the Tarot. It's about the Lord of Love of materiality and how we handle that and i think both of these three really speak to how we handle the material world first of all you know capricorn the shadow part of that is is fear so we're learning to trust as we live in this world of struggle with and how we you know try to accumulate material resources and then of course how we um what we're learning to value as far as those material resources what's Mm. most valuable and then lastly is how how we use those material resources do we exploit the system or do we or are we balanced in how we deal with our our capricorn material world
1: thank you this really relates back to the nashakra when you say beliefs valuing like we're trying to work it through and the fact that ideally in this do we have the chart yet maybe oh that was the chart yeah looking at the chart we're going ahead here is the fact that the new moon is right in the first house it's near the ascendant so it's one package deal of how we're operating got it i appreciate it so we're looking at the midheaven now which is that social realm that we're implementing our desires and goals in some fashion it might be your career, might not be but it's that interest and it's in scorpio it's early Scorpio, five degrees in two minutes. And the co-rulers, just to remind folks, is both Pluto and Mars. And the Sabian symbols are going to be four, five, six of Scorpio. So Scorpio four, I'll start off here, then we'll go to Liz. A youth carries a lit candle in a devotional ritual where the educative power of ceremonies impress the greater images of culture for the participants that are there.
3: So it's about the power of symbols. Oh, I love this one. Liz, go ahead. A massive rocky shore resists the pounding of the sea. The inertia of all institutionalized procedures. Stability.
2: And Scorpio, six degrees is the gold rush tears men away from their native soil. And the keynote is the passionate search for new values which at any level promise a more abundant life and the keyword is avid- avidity.
1: So a review of this again is however we're looking at exploring these values and beliefs and what's beautiful we're doing a symbolic search which is so scorpionic. Again it's all Scorpio realizing and remembering that which goes underneath to find what's revealed and we're finding some pattern you could say with stability maybe that's one way but it takes us away from what was familiar it seems so appropriate for what this whole transition going whatever it's going with Pluto into Aquarius whether it's the grand conjunction from for 200 years from ground to air any comments
3: well it reminds me to light a candle um and say out loud your um Yearly affirmations, um, goals, and that it will help give them some stability and bring it, manifest what you want to manifest. Bring it I back love to your you. practicality, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Justin. Yeah, well, if we look at you know when we think about the midheaven, it is really a lot of times what we're. From a higher perspective, trying to us uh, trying to accomplish our goals right and in some way that's one way of looking in the mid heaven and I like how this really brings in the concept of beliefs here because it is right there with that ninth house and 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 that mm-hmm. so you know the power of symbols is about how we you know we look at our goals and our and how our beliefs are around our goals and then how we're also trying to find stability in this in this chaotic world that we live in and then uh, ultimately, what you know that mid heaven is trying to do is 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 trying to continue to grow and reach outward, and and that uh, just for the audience avidity means actually kind of like an enthusiastic way to going about things. So we see this how we're all like having this passionate and en- en- enthusiastic way in how we are, you know, evaluating our values and trying to bring abundance in our life. And it's, it always goes oh. back to that Capricorn, how we use our our our, our, our uh, material resources in world.
1: It's gorgeous. Now I realize that usually we take a break right now, and we are a little behind. Got a little bit excited there about the beginning. So if we want to do the new moon itself, Sun and Moon at twenty degrees, and that's nineteen twenty twenty one Capricorn, we can in, put this embodiment. Because it is, so back to Capricorn, 19 degrees, a five-year-old carries a bag filled with groceries. So it's rising to the occasion when asked to take on some social responsibilities, but ahead of their normal uh, development. So it's accelerated growth. Liz, if you want to
3: encapsulate that. Capricorn 20, a hidden choir is singing during a religious service. Fulfillment of individuals' creative function through Participation in a group performance um, to transcend realization of u- unity. Plenitude, yeah. And, and then
2: Capricorn that- 21 is a relay race. Keynote is the value of competition in developing group consciousness. And the key word here is dynamic interchange.
1: How would you recap this? And then we can sign off. Well, <laughs>
3: it, it talks about accelerated growth, but Capricorns are old when they're young and then they get to be younger when they're old. So that ah. kind of goes along with the Capricorn idea. Um and you know, singing with a group of people, it's like to me, it's like just being around a group is very helpful in grounding and um getting enough fresh air.
1: <laughs> Speak spoken like a true Capricorn birthday child. Thank you. And Justin. <laughs>
2: Yeah, talk? if we look at what this new moon is is trying to tell us here, is, it really kind of goes back to we're in a growth period, right? And, and mm-hmm. we're, we're in the Capricorn, which is really, okay, we're setting these goals. How are we going to use our resources this year? We're, it's in a, a growth year. But it's also bringing the aspect of relationships here, as ah. we talked about before, and how that is actually key to our success this year.
1: Well, that ties it in. Creative growth, as you can see, folks, that's where we're headed through thick and thin and the notes are in relationships. I love you both, Liz and Justin, and we will return. So stay with us. Thank you very much. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery.
2: This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, January 14th, it's best, Neuroenergetic Balancing, Rasmussen Reset, and Energy Code Sunday. Dr. Nels Rasmussen and sister Linda Rasmussen join us, and together they can help you or your animal friends with emotional, behavioral, or physical issues. Hope you can join us and plan to call in for your free remote treatments. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150 we
0: Talk Cosmos brings insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for the soul growth with hour long programs every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific on KKNW. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel and Facebook page. While you're there, make sure you click the like and subscribe buttons so you get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers and to find out about upcoming programs sign up for the newsletter at talkcosmos.com so grab your coffee tea or kombucha and enjoy the show
1: tell your friends about alternative talk 1150 here we go and i want to say to everybody remember reminding that liz mouchette is at a light Dot com or her name that pops up too and you can always find this on talk cosmos we have our panelists and and bios there for readings of her many many capacities and Justin can be at Justin Crockett Elsie and I know Justin you're also involved with east-west books there so people can find you on both sites so unless you have something both to say which I'm this is the time to say if you have a certain event coming up. Otherwise, we'll jump into the rest of the show. Do you have a...
3: Go ahead, Liz. A- um, I'm doing consultations and private tutoring and updating my website.
2: So that's what I'm working on right now. Good.
1: Thanks. And Justin? Thank you, Liz. And happy birthday. Just really,
2: just really uh, individual cons- uh, consultations for this new year, actually.
1: Okay. So. And writing your book and whatnot. It, it we'll... Very good. And with Okay, so let's see what we have here. Twenty degrees forty-four minutes of Capricorn is the new moon. And the time zones, it's going to be on January eleventh, and at in England at the Greenwich, it's eleven fifty-seven AM. So catch your times there. The observations are that, as we said, the moon is out of bounds, and it Mars is also out of bounds, and will be so ahead from Mercury is right at the galactic center, as Liz said, the cosmic mind, 27 degrees Sagittarius. It's left a locomotive to a bowl shape, but Venus is the head, which is very powerful to remember that it goes along with the chakra. Venus is all about our desires that we feel and our values and our resources, our talents, our partnerships. And Jupiter and Venus happen to be a mutual reception. Jupiter in Taurus and Venus in Sagittarius. they're having a great conversation in expanding these values and this beauty and this finding truth in their own fashion. The ruler is Saturn, lock, Stock, and Barrel. At least for the Sun and Moon, and here on this nation on the West, anyway. And Pluto is finishing for this period of time in the anaretic degree of twenty nine degrees. And as Liz says, a breakthrough energy and bringing forth what's hidden to the surface. Shall we go on to share comments? Okay. We look first at what's activating and the driven energy. Thought of as our squares, our oppositions because it's our mojo. It's how are we activating these things? The universe loves action. The sun and moon has a T square. That's where it's it part of its conjunct Pluto wide, wide well the sun and moon is widely conjunct Pluto still transformation. But it is square at one end with the north node, with Chiron, the healer, and Eris wanting what's rejected and inclusivity of totality, to the South Node, where we think of releasing things of our relationships to improve how we with our north node of heading forward. And Mercury, our thoughts with Neptune for that creative growth. You have thoughts, or should we go right to the chart?
2: we could go to the chart
1: lead on please
3: well i would say with that t square the sun and moon um, t square the nodes particularly and it's in capricorn how we've done things south node in the past and how we need to do things in the future and with the north node having chiron and Eris there um i would say this likely huge potential for different ways that we are healing in our medical system, um even for mental health, all kinds of ways and you know, maybe more justice for all.
1: Mm. My heart pounds. I love it. Justin?
2: Yeah, and you know, back to the theme that we've talked about a little bit on the show, how this how uh we're, you know, here we're dealing with the material world, Capricorn, but we're also dealing with relationships. You know, we remember the Naschaktris talking about belief systems and and this dynamic interchange, which is what the one of the saving symbols was talking about relationships. And I think this shows up with this square that we're we're talking about here, uh, because you know that uh, Capricorn, which is about the structure and power in our world, and it's 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 asking us to make some changes with our relationships. It's squaring that South node in Libra. And, and it's a time when we are also on the other end, starting new, new beginnings and new things and how we're doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think it also is this, this relationship thing is also showing up with this Mercury square Neptune. As we look at Neptune as the collective planet represents the collective and Mercury representing communications. Obviously uh, there's a lot of, of, of um, division and, and not everybody's on the same truck, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Your goals are not, don't necessarily have to be other people's goals. Um, So there's definitely something to pay attention to that Mercury squaring Neptune there. Also, I might say about that because Mercury is in um, Sagittarius. So, you know, which is about one's belief systems And it's and it's squaring Neptune, which is in Pisces, which is sort of this imagination and thinking, and so Mm -hmm. there is some disconnect there that we're having to uh, take action about our belief systems about what's true, what's not true, right now.
1: Yeah, steps to get to our mountain, steps to find. I mean, what you've both said, I find this so powerful in the way that remembering that they're out of bounds, that Mars, that's our mojo, the engine, the key that turns everything because it takes one step to lead to the next, however it might fashion, is on its own territory. Out of bounds means it's outside of the elliptic where the sun pass is. And it, as as traditional would say, it doesn't have to listen to the ruler. It's doing its own. So it, what actions it wants is very exploratory and and maybe emboldened with that courage that it takes.
2: Well, and I, if I might say, you mm-hmm. know, we started the year with Mars and Sagittarius. So in, when Mars is in Sagittarius, it's about, uh, you know, ex- exploration, taking action and, and expanding and growth. and And setting our visions and goals because Sagittarius rules visions and goals and beliefs. Now that Mars has moved into Capricorn, now it's time to take that energy and to build something with our with our goals. Yes. You know, Cap Mars and Capricorn's about now we've got our goals, but now we need to bring some stability mm-hmm. instead of trying to go over here and be uh, you know, scattered. We need to now stay there and start building some structure around those goals. That's and of course, Liz, you're a Capricorn, so you know this energy. <laughs> well, this
1: is absolutely perfectly expressed for how manifestation occurs because having studied it for a, with Dougal Fraser that people know with for a year with his special course, I I love the idea that you have to feel it and totally be abandoned with your dreams just to capture the possibilities. But then it requires connecting to that feeling and making a small step, something that that gets the process going. We can get so overwhelmed by the big picture, but then narrowing back, which is very Capricornian and taking the steps. So this new moon is a perfect time for rooting. I know you mentioned that, Liz, about rooting everything. So we're in process and I really am glad to hear this expanded conversation about it.
3: Well, and I want to make another comment that squares Mm -hmm. are about change, like Justin had said, but they're also about adjustments and then that Mercury square Neptune, I think that maybe we need to share our dreams perhaps with others because they might be more similar than we really think. Uh, so there's some communication perhaps would be very useful and helpful or find out how close they are to each other.
1: And allow the universe to cooperate because that is so true. Once we release something and if we're allowing the universe, and that comes up with the... the Uranus, that's one of like right here with the trine. I think with that Grand Earth trine, and what you had written, which is so true. If we, because a trine is a flowing energy where it just keeps circulating and it has its growth, it can be too much, you know, because it doesn't necessarily stop. But let's look at the positive. When you have the sun and the moon, which is our ego and our emotions and our past and our present working together with the Uranus, it's the unexpected and allowing the universe to come up with something that perhaps is better than what we imagine. I know I had a dream where one side was being really trapped in and wanting to break free from, which is those choices, right? D Choosing to release some of the limitations I had imposed. And the next part of my dream, which was, you know, you wake up and go to sleep, which was very recent, was like, Grander than you could even imagine, like, you know, in other words, there's a, um, um, yeah. So I was like, oh my goodness, let's. And then reading this is like, let Uranus do its job because it's training Juno that has everything to do about our partnerships and our, our relationships. So um, the
3: Sun and Moon is within two degree orb of the Saturn Pluto conjunction on January twelfth, of twenty twenty. So perhaps. Something that you were planning then moves forward now, or you might just totally release it. And then the grand trine of Earth, to me, that feels very grounding. Yes.
1: And back to Mars and Jupiter. Justin, did you want to speak?
2: Yeah, I want to say something about the Earth. I agree with what Liz was saying about the Saturn-Pluto conjunction back in 2020 and how this new moon being two degrees over that is now some change in the phase or in the cycle of whatever that, that project or thing was. It definitely some change in the cycle. And, I, you know, when we're talking about, again, relationships, for the audience here, Juno, which is an asteroid, Juno was the wife of Jupiter and relates to in the chart how we see marriage or relationship. And this Earth grand trine with the sun and moon trining Uranus, that planet of rebellion, revolution and change trining Juno here. This again gets back to power, energy, energy. Resources relationship here, power in relationship, how we're using our resource relationship, so it could play out many ways you know we may make some changes in in some power structures in our relationships, we may actually build new relationships for new 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 beginnings, new projects, and so that's a powerful uh, earth grand trine there with relationships and materiality. That's very
1: supportive of our theme, which is creative growth. It's all these multitudes. And Mars, our mojo, the action-oriented energy of causes, what is encourages us to move forward is in a flowing, energetic relationship with Jupiter, the planet of expansion. Right between it is Saturn
2: and i and i like how you've got you know we've got this mars training jupiter so just for the audience uh, knowledge trying a uh, triangulation Trine means an easy flow of energy between it for mm-hmm. either positive or negative. It's not a, it's not a, a plus or a negative. It just means it's very neutral. All aspects are neutral in a, in a, in a way. And so uh, this just means that we've got the mojo, the energy, the action in order in Mars and Capricorn in, in order to, to grow our, uh, our material abundance or whatever we want to accomplish or build right now. With Mars that- is supporting that.
1: Right, and with Saturn connected to both sixty degrees, which is a sextile, right in between, saying, giving a counseling, you could say, like with our Jam that we have four times a month, which you're part of, Justin, and and that just it's like Astro Theater, but where the planets talk to each other. Mars is talking to Saturn, saying, uh, "Oh, you've got this goal. Okay, we'll activate it this way." Jupiter. How can we expand or limit? You know, it's a negotiator between them. It's real and we,
2: movement. And we might might say that Saturn and Pisces is really about, because Pisces rules dreams and imagination, this is really the time to say, okay, we need, and with Saturn and Pisces about bringing some discipline to that, now it's time to make our dreams reality now. Mm-hmm. And Capricorn, you know, Jupiter and Mars are there to help us bring those dreams into reality.
3: Right. And this new moon has a nice combination of squares, changes and adjustments with the trines and sextiles mm-hmm. of the planets cooperating with each other. So it has a real nice mix to to balance that all out.
1: Well, it's nothing like starting off with hopes and, uh, and, and assistance, supportive assistance, either through the multitudes when we think of Uranus and Saturn, well Uranus as itself, and which will be guiding, and Saturn in Pisces from the universe, from greater forces that, you know, we set it up and we're receiving it. So activating up, yeah. And I'll just preface it that to give Liz some credit here, that she noticed that there is with the upcoming eclipse and the past eclipse of a solar eclipse that's a new moon eclipse for those that need to have that clarified i'm not talking about lunar they come in pairs but this is a solar eclipse when it's a new moon and it's right next to the nodes and it is an eclipse that this new moon is smack dab in middle okay
3: let's... so um, we're activating some past eclipse energy from october of 23. This new moon in Capricorn is midway between the solar eclipses on October 14th of 2023 and the next solar eclipse on April 8th, 2024. The themes from the October in October were the stocks fell, uh, banks had a good third quarter, and the Israel-Hamas war um, broke out or was engaged. And so sometimes those themes. So it's possible around the week of the 11th that some of those themes will come to the surface. Yeah, Um, not good or
1: bad, just to go back to what Justin had brought up to integrate that aspects don't have a judgment of morality. They're just saying these are themes. It could improve, it could change in some ways, but it's recurring.
3: And then Jupiter stationed direct on December 30th of 2023 at five degrees Taurus. The same degree of the lunar eclipse on October 28 2023 and Jupiter remains on that five degrees of Taurus until January 15th so it's really activating that five degrees of Taurus energy so it'll be interesting to see you know how that brings things forward and it's just activating the past eclipse energy so I brought them both to our attention
2: yeah
1: and we want to talk about it and Justin I
2: was I was, was going to point that-
1: out but I was going to think about Venus. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah,
2: but I, I want to thinking. point out something about mm-hmm. this degree of Jupiter that that Liz is talking about because it stays on that five degrees. And when we look at the Sabian symbols, the archetypal symbol mm. for this is discarding the past. Uh-huh. Discarding the past. So as we move into the new year, there's something here about with Jupiter retrograding than going direct and staying stationary in that five degrees. It's about, okay, moving on and discarding something from the past as we move forward with these new new goals.
1: Beautiful. And thank you for that. And what I was bringing up, the idea also on that lunar eclipse, folks, on that Jupiter, as Justin's just brought up, about the five degrees Taurus energy is that it's ruled by Venus Going back to this new moon's chakra, which is a ruling uh, p- planet of Venus. And also in the shape of the uh, bowl. chart, thank you, is a bowl. So it's, you know, all these are subtle emphasis to give value to, or, or some kind of importance to saying we are really working through this whole process. And if I might say, when I think of the two out-of-bound planets, the moon and Mars, the moon cuts, cuts, I mean, Mars cuts, it breaks away, right? So it cuts things, it cuts away. Meaning with the moon that likes to attach because it's attached like light reflecting, it holds onto stuff and it's hard to release. We all have moons. I find it always a challenge and very relieving when I can make that choice to let go. And it's sometimes excruciatingly hard.
2: And we so probably anyway. should explain what out of bounds means. And Liz is really great for the audience. And Liz is really great at explaining this, what out of bounds means.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, the planet doesn't act in its normal way. It can be genius or it could be just totally out of control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's on its own path.
1: And we need that sometimes. That's not, It can be difficult, but essentially it's like that homeopathic antidote that the universe is offering to guide us through in some fashion. Sometimes we need a kick. Like not every baby bird wants to get out of the nest.
2: But then sometimes there's a little bit. There's also oh. going to be an instability there as well with that. Oh, so absolutely. There, there has no, to be not, some balance. In, in
1: well, it's that. not easy peasy, and the universe, depending on how we look at it, is isn't always easy peasy. I, I understood. Yeah, right. I'm just saying that it's a process. Um, yeah, for those people that haven't signed up for the newsletter, please do. We keep you in touch, and we're going to have a campaign about that coming on. And remember that we are YouTube and podcasts. And again, this is for those folks that maybe are looking at it, what's recent about um, different opportunities if we could have our pictures big good i love looking at you both before we end this is one of my new year resolutions is to have time just to connect we only have two minutes but we'll take it
3: well so and new we moons retrospect. are are good to work on your vision board and goals and um uh, and of growth. course the new year we came in with that and you know we have now and then next month, since it's um, Chinese New Year and a new moon on February 9th, you still have time to work on it. And then we have astrological new year in March. So you have plenty of time to work on your vision board and goals for the year. Resolution, oh, yeah, no pressure.
2: Like. And then you I would say that the other key theme here is relationships. We still have that south node going to Libra mm-hmm. right now. So everybody's evaluating some relationship in their life. So that's whether it's Hmm. a relationship with these goals that, that Liz is talking about or relationship with somebody else. That's another key pillar to the, to the theme going on.
1: And I find mine is with time. It's so fascinating. I appreciate you both bringing it up because I have many relationships. I've just had a nodal return, but it's with time. And I think of that Capricorn is time saying time's up. You only have so much time. Use it. So I intended to use it with both of you. And I thank our audience. We're going to spend more time with you also figuring out ways to connect. Blessings to all. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Liz. And happy birthday.
0: Thank you for joining an insightful conversation on Talk Cosmos. The show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests awaken consciousness by connecting soul growth patterns with astrology's energetic cycles. Be sure to tune in next Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.